You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. I talk about one of my favorite quotes, Charlie Munger, and uh, the power of missing your target. There was even a post this morning uh, in one of our private client groups about somebody who is afraid to do something because he's afraid that it won't work out. Fear is the great leveler of uh, people with extraordinary potential. How many things have you not done because you are afraid of the outcome? And Charlie Munger says that the problem with making mistakes is obviously the loss, but it's compounded. A mistake, he says, is compounded because of the opportunity cost of doing one thing when you could be doing something different. And I've studied a lot of this recently because obviously Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger are billionaires and the way they make decisions is profound. And they're not rich because of how they invest in stocks. It's not what's made them rich. You're like, well, what the hell are you talking about? Because that's how they got all their money. They're not rich because of how they invest in stocks any more than me and Chris are rich because of how we build marketing. Whoa. It's actually how we make decisions, how we process information, how we organize input to have quality, high-caliber thoughts, and the way we think about situations that has given us the runway to create wealth. And so for you, I think this is really important because everybody thinks that the key to getting rich is having a funnel that works, or the key to getting rich is being able to write good copy. But in reality... You give me the best copywriter in the world, and I'll beat them not because I'm a better copywriter, but because I am so confident in my ability to think through and my mental constructs. I spent a lot of time mastering and studying the greatest thinkers alive and how they process information. One of the things that I've discovered is that they do not take counsel of their fears. How many times do you take counsel of your fears and how many times do you examine what you're afraid of and how many times do you decide what you're going to do and not going to do based on the consequence of it not working out? I was telling clients last week, we had a Mindset Monday and uh, we do these things on Mondays where we talk about mindset because mindset is like, it's like a nootropic, it's like a drug, it's like a vitamin that you should be consuming all the time. Every morning on the way to the gym, five o'clock in the morning, I'm listening to some mindset training. And I've usually listened to these mindset trainings again and again and again. You just get it in you all the time. But I was saying that there is not a system, there's not a complex system on the planet that hits the target 100% of the time. In fact, I just read in the news that SpaceX set a record this year for the most payload delivery for rockets. They're the biggest private contractor for anything relating to taking supplies into space or whatever. And how many of you know that the only way that Elon's rockets are able to achieve the target is they miscalculate the whole way. And they're constantly bouncing and correcting around. 99% of the time, they're off target, but they're able to recognize that they're off target and fix it. And we're so afraid of missing the target. But what we got to realize is that you can't hit the target unless you miss the target. 
you can't eventually hit the target unless you know what it takes to not miss the target. In fact, another one of Charlie's quotes is that it's much more profitable to sit down and decide what you want to avoid, sit down and decide what you don't want your life to look like. And by identifying what you want to miss, you're able to build a plan for what you want to hit. It's pretty profound because while 99% of the world is worried about things not working out and 99% of the world is worried about making decisions that may not be in their best interest and therefore they're just locked up in a hole. They're not doing anything. The rest of us are out there and we're messing up and we're making mistakes. And sometimes we are hiring the wrong mentors. Sometimes we are buying courses that don't pay off. And none of it matters because we understand that we're paying a tuition in the things that don't work out. That's our tuition to gain the education necessary to do it right. I hope that makes sense because it's one of the, I think, bedrocks of me and Chris. And we've invested in things that haven't worked out. We've paid for mentors that have led us astray. We've gotten courses that we already knew everything inside of them. But the problem is if you don't invest into how you think, what you'll do is you'll learn the wrong lessons from that. You'll just be like, well, courses don't work or mentors don't work. And then you'll stop doing the necessary steps because you did it one time and it didn't work out because your whole life is built on this fragile ecosystem of fear. Is there a balance between focusing on what you don't want versus focusing on what you want? Absolutely. Yes, there is a balance. And I think the balance is anytime that you go into solution mode, you really want to think about both. You want to think about what you want and what you don't want. But When you're thinking about like your life, sometimes people are like, well, I don't know what they want. They're not committed to what they want. So they can't even commit themselves to building a plan to get there. And so in this regard, when you're overwhelmed because there's so many different options and you don't really know what you want, that's what Charlie Munger is saying is it's beneficial to sit down and identify what are the things that you don't want? You know, okay, so I'll go through this list. I don't want to be divorced. I don't want to have be married four times before I figure out how to balance a a family and business. I don't want to constantly be up and down and confused about how to acquire clients. I don't want to constantly be working over Christmas and never being able to take a break. You see what I mean? You get this list of things that you kind of want to construct your vision around. And then that gives you clarity and it gives you a framework to be able to decide what you do want. Okay. So yeah, there's absolutely balance. hundred percent. My point though, is that Look, at the end of your life, like you're not going to look back and be like, man, I bought that course and didn't do anything with it. It's my biggest regret. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen at all. You're not going to probably look back and your biggest regrets when you look back is not going to be mistakes that you made. It's going to be that you never tried something. It's going to be that there was inaction somewhere in your life, inaction tied to a fear somewhere. And then you get old enough and mature enough and you get enough experience that you realize that that fear was invalid. Didn't matter. That's going to be where your regrets come from. So the fear of missing a target is stupid. Not saying you're stupid. Saying that if you're going to constantly live your life based on fear, you might as well be stupid because you're allowing a stupid fear and a stupid belief system come in and overtake how you process and overtake how you think. I said this a while back that the bad investments that you make That's the price that you pay so that you can find the good investments. So stop being afraid. 
One of my main closers last week, I paid him $11,000. And the week before that, I paid a different advisor, $6,000. These guys are getting wealthy. And the reality is that it's not just clients. It's not just clients that have to figure out how to do things afraid. But Peyton, who's my, he's the advisor that's been with us the longest right now, worked for four months for free. Worked for four months for free. When I got started in my business, I worked for Kevin Rogers for free. I did all of this work and I actually invested into something that could have not worked out. And you grow up, do it. But people you're close to are keeping themselves unhappy out of fear. How do you personally navigate that? Well, you can't, you can't necessarily uh, want something for other people more than you, you know, they want it for themselves. So I think you have to be patient with other people and you have to have some grace with other people. But at the same time, they can't be in, infecting you in a way that causes you to undershoot. So sometimes you got to clean up your environment. What's the best way to rewrite subconscious fears that you have? Well, first, you have to identify them if you're not aware of them which subconscious would be that you're unaware of them. So you have to make them conscious. A lot of ways you can do that. Probably the fastest is to just put yourself in a position where you can realize that the fear is silly. And there's a technical term for this and I don't remember what it's called, but it's like, you know, if you're like afraid of spiders, go sit in a room with spiders. Point: you have to expose yourself to stimuli to render it useless. When you get a flu shot, you're actually injecting yourself with a bit of the flu. So your body can, Learn how to deal with it. So if you're afraid of something, putting yourself into a position where you are exposed to limited doses of it is pretty good. Pretty good rule of thumb. What's the best way to create a local winning environment when everyone around you is comfortable where they're at? So I think that the key word there is local. This is difficult because it depends it, based on where you live. Like when I lived in Memphis, there wasn't I wasn't able to do this. I, I relocated. And we, my wife and I moved to Nashville precisely kind of for this reason, because everyone in Memphis that I knew that I was connected with was kind of just doing their thing. They, I wasn't connected with a lot of people with vision who could spur me on. So I defaulted to the internet and the internet's an, an amazing tool. It's a, it's bigger than anybody even realizes today. It's able to connect you with anybody in the world. And so you can hack that with your environment digitally. So literally, I would, honestly, this sounds really crazy. You're going to be like, wow, you're obsessed and extreme. But uh, go through and unfollow all of your friends on Instagram, on Facebook, on everything. Fill your feed only with the people that you want to model and replicate. And you'll be surprised how osmosis works even digitally. It's not just a physical thing. It's also digitally. But then too, you know, developing uh, relationships from events, being able to go to events, meeting new people. Ryan says, if you have a small fear about spending a lot of money on ads, just go spend a lot of money on ads and watch what happens. Yeah, there's no way you can break fear intellectually. Most of the time, you're not going to be able to intellectually circumvent and navigate your fear because fear is not rational. So it doesn't make sense. You can't really rationally deal with something that's irrational. You're going to have to actually just go do it. And, you know, I'll give you an example. At the very beginning of TF, Chris and I, if our ROI like dipped below five, we would stop spending money. We were just stupid. And um, we were so afraid that we wouldn't be able to make it back. And we were so afraid that we would spend all this money and not make a return. And over the years, as we've just done it anyways, we've just done it afraid. There's been... 
We've had mentors who've been like, that's so stupid, that's so silly, but none of it really changes you because it's not an intellectual fear. It's a emotional primitive fear. And so you have to actually expose yourself to it and do it afraid, do it anyways. And then your body unwires that. You're, you know, even biologically, like you break, you disassociate that fear. 